Welcome to episode 24 of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. On this week's episode, we visit with the newest member of the Eastern Illinois coaching family as Paul Jarzinka was recently hired as the Panthers' new men's tennis head coach. Jarzinka becomes the 20th head coach in program history. A former NCAA Division III player, Jarzinka talks about his playing days reaching the NCAA tournament and his path to college coaching, which includes stops at Wright State and most recently Belmont Abbey, a top 30 NCAA Division II program. To hear additional EIU Panthers podcast episodes, be sure to like and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Simply search EIU Panthers Podcast. EIU Panthers Podcast are sponsored by Consolidated Communications. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Be sure to visit Consolidated.com today. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Panther Athletics. In EIU Athletics news this week, Ohio Valley Conference play continues for men's and women's basketball with all games streamed online at ESPN+. Plus or available on the radio on HitMix 88.9 FM, WIU, also available online streaming. Also this week, schedules for the spring sports and some adjusted fall sports schedules are being released. Be sure to visit us online at EIUPanthers.com to stay up to date on all things EIU athletics related and follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with new EIU men's tennis coach, Paul Jarzinka. Welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We are joined this week by the new EIU men's tennis coach, Paul Jarzinka. Paul was hired here at the end of December, and we'll start with January. So, Paul, first of all, congratulations on the job, and thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you, Rich. I'm excited to, to be on the, the Panther Podcast and excited uh, you know, to be the next head men's tennis coach here at, at Eastern Illinois University. Now, uh, well, I guess we'll start first of all is – the, the timing probably a little odd I think for for hiring tennis coaches normally is done during the, the summertime or the late spring what kind of intrigued you about this opportunity when when you saw it and maybe how did you first find out about the opportunity that was going to be here at Eastern yeah so it definitely is unique timing right uh, you know in a lot of ways it's it, it's kind of tough but uh, you got to take the opportunities uh, as they come but um, yeah so I've known about Eastern Illinois um, during my time at Wright State, you know, we played them both years during my time there. And um, I had so this past summer, uh, so I was no longer at Wright State, but um, one of my players, uh, you know, they cut the program there at Wright State, unfortunately. And, and one of my players, former players there, uh, ended up transferring to Eastern Illinois. And so I had known that and kind of knew the, you know, so I known known that he was there. And then um, actually, ironically, he had actually kind of, you know, reached out to me, you know, let him, let me know that the, the, you know, the previous head coach was leaving. And, and uh, you know, then from there, I kind of, you know, thought about it, kind of looked up the program, learned more about it and liked, you know, the potential that it had. And, um, you know, I reached out to, to Mark and, and Kirsten and, you know, I just you know, started through the, the interview process and the rest is history, I guess. Okay. And then you right now are at, uh, we're at Belmont Abbey college, which is a, a smaller school down in the North Carolina area. You had mentioned that, that you were at Wright State and the Wright State, the, the program was dropped there. Is that one of the reasons where that the Belmont Abbey 
position became attractive to you or were there some other reasons um, to, to kind of make that move before you made this move to Eastern? Yeah. So, uh, you know, at Wright State, I had done two years there as the volunteer assistant for both men's and women's programs. And, and I was working uh, at a tennis club, KTC Quail, there in Dayton as well. And so, you know, I felt like two years there, uh, you know, I was ready to take the next step in my, my coaching career and really enjoyed my two years at Wright State and um, at the club I was at and, and loved working with the players and whatnot. But I, I was just ready for the next step. And, um, at Belmont Abbey, uh, head coach, uh, the men's and women's Mike Solomon, he's, he's a terrific recruiter. And so he, he was kind of relentless in pursuing me there for gosh, probably about, I was at least six months. And, you know, before, before he finally got me and, and it got me to come. And so that was, you know, for me, it was just the next step. And, you know, I really, uh, I really liked, uh, you know, I really like Mike and, you know, the head coach there at, at Belmont Abbey. And, um, and so that was kind of, that's how we, how it, you know, it progressed. And, I, you know, I do wish uh, I was able to kind of be there a little bit longer, but, you know, again, it, this is just a too good of an opportunity to pass up here at Eastern Illinois. Now, Belmont Abbey, they're, um, I'm not mistaken, they're a Division Three or NAI program? They're Division II, uh, oh, Division in the two. conference. Okay. Division okay. Two in the Conference Carolinas, uh, you know, the men's side is a top 30 Division Two program. Um, really, both programs are very good and and they're on the rise. And I know that they're going to have a great spring season here. And if, you know, if we hadn't had the shortened season this past spring, um, you know, I think you would have seen the men's side probably, uh, you know, be maybe even top 20. So they're, they're definitely on the rise. Okay. And one of the things as I was reading through your resume, when we wrote, wrote the bio up on the hiring is one of the things that you did there, in addition to helping coach the men and women's teams, is you put together a lot of the the practice, the conditioning, but also the, the travel stuff. And I would, the number that jumped out to me there is that you guys carry close to 50 players between the two rosters. Is that kind of the philosophy there that was at that school from a division two standpoint, or was that kind of that coach's philosophy? Uh, you know, really a combination of both. So uh, my first year there, uh, the men's roster at 34, the women's have 13 <laughs> this year. I know it's pretty big. So th this year the men were at 32 and the, the women were at 14. So, um, yeah, you know, I think the school has a, you know, a really unique model where, um, you know, athletics are, they're self-sustainable, um, you know, with the, the roster size that they have. And, you know, obviously with the, the pandemic going on and you see a lot of colleges really suffering at, you know, in their athletics departments and, um, you know, cutting sports, laying off employees for a lowing. And, you know, I, I was really, really thankful and blessed to be at Belmont Abbey where, you know, that was, was never an issue here. Um, and because of, of their model and very self-sustainable, but at the same time too, you know, you, you do see bigger tennis programs, uh, you know, Belmont Abbey actually has the largest, largest roster in the nation, but, you know, you see some that are, that are bigger and they don't do it quite the way that, that, uh, that Mike does it there at, at the Abbey where, you know, it's not six, seven guys play and the, the rest never play. It's, it's a really phenomenal atmosphere where, I mean, the average guy's getting at least probably 20 to 25 matches and, um, so that was, it was used unique logistically and, and, you know, you're, you're playing one day, maybe in the spring, you got a triple header where, you know, it's a double header here and it's a, you know, another, another group of the guys are, are going to be at this different site. But, um, I think for me, it really helped, uh, use a crash course on logistics. And, you know, when you're traveling with, you know, a big roster, like for conference matches, we bring everybody, um, you know, you're on the road and you you got to figure out the food order. You got to, you know, you got to do everything. So you got to be really good with that. And, 
Um, and I think that was, that was, uh, you know, stressful in the moment, but fantastic experience for me, for sure. Now you mentioned a top 30 program there last year and in North Carolina, the weather probably a lot more suitable to get a lot more tennis in, at least in terms of maybe outdoor tennis in the spring than, than here in central Illinois, you're from the Midwest. We'll, we'll touch on that in a few minutes. So you're, you're well aware of what you're moving into here Definitely. weather wise, but how did you guys kind of the approach the the pandemic down there i'm kind of curious when i talk to coaches and, and administrators at other schools is what was their situation and you guys look like you're about 15 matches in on the men's side maybe right in the heart of what your season would have been yeah we were we were just getting into conference play actually uh the day everything you know really slowed down or actually the day before you know the the nba game that the rudy gobert yep. uh you know thing happened actually we uh we had a double header that day uh, we had a home match against a real good team. We had, we, uh, and that we, we took the W there. We kind of had our, our top guys playing there. And then I took guys to a road match. Um, we got, we got a nice win and it was, it was, uh, it was exciting. And, you know, you hear about the Rudy, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, the situation, the NBA game getting canceled on the way back. And, and then the next day we had a massive conference match against Barton college, who was, um, you know, they were going to be one of probably two teams really, you know, competing with us on the men's side for, for the, the conference title. And, you know, you're on that bus ride, uh, gosh, it, you know, nothing against Barton college, but it's kind of the middle of nowhere, I guess, in North Carolina, but, uh, and, you know, the you know, March Madness gets canceled on there, you know, things are, you know, you're kind of like, what's going on. And, uh, we actually, we did play the match. Um, and, and during the match, that's when they canceled the, you know, the spring championships, the end for the NCAA. And, um, it was, a uh, it was a unique moment where both our, our men's teams and our women's teams really rallied around it and really rallied together and just gave an unbelievable experience. And our seniors just kind of left everything out there. And the men had a phenomenal win. The women, they, the men won six, one and the, uh, they were pretty dominant and the women lost four, three, but it was just, you know, I'll never probably forget that day and that experience. It was just very unique where you knew, I, I felt like you just knew this, this was it for the year. Um, and, uh, you know, spring break was going to be the next week and our women were going to be going to Hilton Head on a spring break trip. And um, we were just getting into the heart of the conference schedule. So but you just knew in that day that that, that was going to be it. And um, unfortunately, but, you know, obviously for it was the right call. But but, uh, you know, it's tough for a year like that. And from the team aspect where you're just getting into, uh, that, you know, those shared experiences where you're going through tough matches, conference slate, and then you kind of just gets taken away you kind of have to go back to you know square one you know in the fall so it, it was an interesting experience to say the least now with you guys in that situation i know some conferences did determine that individual schools could maybe play some sports here and there was belmont abbey one of those with with every state has a little different situation or did mm -hmm. you guys essentially only practice during the fall in fact you may not even been in person in classes i guess that would be the first question yeah. So in the fall, we, uh, we came back to campus, you know, the school, um, was really adamant about coming back to campus and, and they were really gung ho for, for competing. And right at the last minute, the conference, uh, postponed, you know, the conference sports, the fall sports to the spring. Um, so just like EIU, it's going to be a, it's going to be a wild spring mm -hmm. there for conference Carolinas. But, uh, um, but actually, we uh, we we did actually play one tournament there at Belmont Abbey. We hosted the ITA Regional, which is a massive deal. Um, that's usually, 
for our region is usually down in Sumter, South Carolina. And, you know, I'm not sure where Eastern Illinois, I'm not sure where EIU's ITA regional typically is, but, um, you know, and, and typically <laughs> that's a draw of, gosh, it's a, it's a massive draw. It's like, um, you have in the singles draw, it's about, I think it's almost 200 players in the singles draw. So it was not, not, you know, we only had eight schools come, but it was, uh, you know, so the draw was a lot smaller, but still to host, the ITA regional was, was such a big deal and a big accomplishment. And they gave our, our men and women a great opportunity to compete. There were some fantastic schools there. Columbus state was there, which is, which is a perennial division two powerhouse on both the men's and women's side and, um, to kind of have them come on campus and play that was, that was pretty exciting. So for us, um, but other than that, that was, that was um, all the outside competition we were able to do, but you know, when you have a roster that size, for both the men and women, you know, you really, you're never short on hitting partners and you really can have a nice competitive atmosphere. Um, and in our day to day, to be quite honest, wasn't massively changed with how the way, you know, we typically would do more small group practices and, you know, it's easy to, it's really easy to distance in tennis when you're outdoors and, uh, you know, follow the protocol. So that in our, our players did a good job, you know, with, with, with being on board with everything. Cause it, you know, obviously that is quite the adjustment, right. But, um, but yeah, it was a unique fall for sure. Now we'll counter that with your experience you had at Wright State a couple of years there as a, a Division One program, and as a you mentioned a volunteer assistant coach while also a, a teaching professional right there in that Dayton area. I'm gonna guess that the Wright State roster was not carrying 50 players between the men's and the women's, probably <laughs> much more along what you would think of a typical Division One tennis roster, which my guess is somewhere between eight to. 12 to 13 players. Definitely. Yeah, no. And I believe our, um, I think our men were at 10 and our, our ladies were at eight. So um, that was a fantastic experience for me. You know, I'm, I'm such a, a college tennis junkie. Like I, you know, I absolutely love it. Um, and, and so being there at Wright State, you know, the, the opportunities we had to play, you know, the bigger schools and, and even not, you know, the schools that are, they're similar size, just, you know, so exciting to be able to, to be there at Notre Dame or Indiana or Purdue um, you know, I'm from Michigan. I didn't, I didn't make the trip to, to Michigan state, but I, our men were able to play Michigan state, um, which is, you know, it's, it's exciting to be on those courts and, and to see that competition, but just the, the day in day out of, um, being in the division one program was so exciting to me and, you know, long days, you know, but I, you know, it's been a lot of time, you know, it's probably equal on both sides, the men's and women's, you know, I, I know the women, had more success in the conference than the men. So, you know, when we kind of got more to the conference side, I, I, I guess in my two years, I kind of almost spent a little bit more time with the women. And, and, you know, I, I think there's nothing more exciting than, than postseason college tennis as well. You know, where you get into that conference tournament and, you know, it's exciting in every sport, the winner go home, but um, you know, on our women's side, we, we made two semifinals lost both year to both years, the uh, UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago, and in, in some tough matches, but uh, absolutely phenomenal experience and got to really, you know, you're on court coaching, you're, you know, working with practices, working individually with players. Uh, my first year, I <laughs> strung up a ton of rackets for the men's team all the time. And, you know, just being on the, the ins and outs of the daily grind of a, of a division one program um, was just absolutely exciting for me. Now, I, I asked that question because I'm, I'm curious now that you have been at the Division One and the Division Two level, how do you think those have maybe fostered what your approach is going to be now that you are a head coach of a program? Definitely, yes, no. So I think um, 
you know, being at, at you know, those two levels and, and I played division three tennis myself. So I, you know, I've experienced really at all three levels of the NCAA and um, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm just really, really excited to, uh, you know, push the bill and, and, and to keep, you know, growing uh, and building the program where, I, you know, seeing three different levels of college tennis and, and um, what works, what doesn't work, um, what's different. And, uh, you know, I think the level, you can have a really great level in division two tennis. It's fantastic. Um, I think division three can be, the level can be unbelievable as well. It's just, I think the, the thing that sticks out with division one, I think there's a lot of times there's a lot, uh, there's a higher level of professionalism and, and organization, um, that I'm really excited about. And that's, that's something that, um, having diverse experiences, um, I think that's something that's going to help me, um, you know, push the professionalism and the organization and, and, uh, you know, if we can do the little things right here at Eastern Illinois, I think that's going to help us do the bigger things uh, a lot better. So I, I, that's what I would say, you know, a, a big, the big way that those, you know, experiences at the lower levels has, is going to help me here uh, being back at the division one level. Okay. And you touched on this. So I'll go ahead and hit on a very successful division three collegiate player yourself, a four-year team captain, made a couple of NCAA tournament experiences. You talked about the excitement of, tournament tennis what was that like as a, as a collegiate player for you getting to that that ultimate level that I guess you can for a division three tennis player to be able to make the NCAA tournament yes yeah so actually uh, unique experience for me is you know the college I went to they they were kind of bringing back athletics slowly and so my first year my freshman year it was the second year of the program nobody had returned from the inaugural year and, and we actually went out and won the conference title um, and, uh, it, it was tough, you know, we had a lot, a lot of freshmen, you know, a lot of young guys, but, um, um, and we kind of stuck together as a group there, my four years. Um, but just, uh, you know, we went to the NCAA tournament, my junior and senior year, uh, you know, my junior year there, we won in the first round. Um, we beat Elizabeth town school in the Northeast. And then we were able to play Kenyon college who at that time was number two in the nation. And, um, you know, just. I think the excitement of uh, doing something that had never been done at the college uh, where we were the first team, first program to make the NCAA tournament and first program to, to win around. And, and uh, I think kind of to make history and, you know, it was exciting, you know, winning that, that first year, winning the first round of NCAAs, my junior year, it was exciting. You know, you're pumped up to go back to the hotel, do some laundry, all the good stuff, you know, you're going out to dinner. So I, I think, um, uh, just the opportunity to build that we had there and the excitement, the camaraderie, uh, kind of the brotherhood of, of the guys. And um, it's, <laughs> that it was a unique experience. I don't think I really probably understood like how big of a deal some of the stuff we did, you know, then that I, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was, <laughs> was a pretty big deal. So, um, you know, just in the moment, you don't really fully comprehend, I guess, uh, you know, the weight of, of some of the, the results and some of the, the things that happen. Okay. Now at that level, division three, for, for those that aren't aware that, that listen to our podcast, division three, there are no athletic scholarships. It, it's all essentially, you, you still recruit athletes to come there to play a sport, but they're, they're paying their own bill or they can get some, some financial aid. What was it that attracted you to go play there at that, at that division three level? I know a lot of times kids at the division three level, they're talented, you know, prep athletes, high school athletes that just kind of want to keep playing. They don't want to hang it up. Do, is that kind of, 
how you envision yourself as a college athlete? So um, my high school career, I had a pretty good high school career. I won a state title my junior year. And then my senior year was looking to win another one. And so I, in, but I had a, I got hurt towards the back end of my junior year of high school. And I played, played injured through my senior year and it just, you know, it, <laughs> it didn't work out. And so I think, you know, I fell short. And so once that happened, um, honestly, that's when I was like, I, I mean, I, I got to play college tennis. And so I was late to the game and I hadn't been playing tournaments because I've been you know I've been hurt and I was just playing the high school season and and you know tennis is a different sport unique where you know really the top guys don't necessarily play high school tennis uh, I go state by state but you know I mean um, it's you know the top guys are playing tournaments and they're traveling you know across the nation you know across the globe actually too even in juniors so it's it's a little more it's a little different than say basketball uh, high school basketball or you know football or whatnot so um, but I'm, I'm more of a team guy. So, and I'm, I'm all in on high school tennis and, and um, yeah, so I was just late to the game and didn't really have a lot of results and film. And, you know, this program, um, this school is a, is a, you know, is a, is a really good faith-based school, really good Catholic school. And that was really important to me, but my sister had just, you know, transferred there and um, you know, it really, it really excited me that they were brand new. They had no history and we could build and, um, that's something that's exciting to me. And, I, and that's, you know, it's a big, big reason why, you know, I'm at Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois now just to, to build, but, um, that was, that was so exciting to me. It was a fresh slate there at Franciscan and, and, um, still, you know, I remember my, I remember going there my first week, writing down a list of goals. I wanted to win four conference titles. I wanted to win player of the year. I wanted to make the NCAA tournament went around and, you know, they're very unrealistic goals at the time I set them and we actually accomplished most of them, which was pretty wild, but, um, it just kind of was a perfect storm and it worked out. And, um, I just had a phenomenal college tennis experience. Now I, I asked kind of those questions to, to parlay into to this question as now the new head coach at Eastern Illinois, um, you're going to guess that, you know, a lower level division one program, isn't going to be, have all the funding in the world, not going to have all the scholarship dollars in the world. Does, do you think having come from that, you know, being a division three player, being at the division two level and even, you know, a, a program like Wright State probably funded very similar Eastern Illinois, that helps you in terms of how you need to approach developing the program and setting those types of goals? Absolutely. You know, because I think the, the big thing is you got to have realistic expectations of where the program is and, and, and you know, what is going to need to be done. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I'm very thankful that there's, uh, we can use the field house in there at, inside at, you know, Eastern Illinois here, but it's not like we have a, a six court tennis specific facility here on campus. You know what I mean? Or, or it's not like there's a, you know, there's a facility tennis specific facility right here in Charleston that we're going to be using, you know, so understanding that that's a, that's a little unique, but we're, we're super thankful to have those and we're, we don't have to drive an hour to, to go somewhere. Um, but, uh, I think that's important you know, we're at Wright state, you know, players had to drive 30 minutes to go, uh, to go practice uh, here in the winter. Uh, when I was in college, gosh, I mean, we, we get to practice like three times a week in the winter, um, where we'd have to drive uh, an hour to go into Pittsburgh and, and practice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you gotta be thankful for what you have because it could be a lot worse. Um, and, and I think that, that helps, uh, that helps me just kind of have perspective on what this, uh, what this job's going to be, where it's, 
you know, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation where I think in the last five years against division one schools, you know, Eastern Illinois men's tennis is 17 and 43. So it's, you know, understanding of where we are uh, with the program, where we are um, and, and what possibly can we do um, with uh, like, what, what is unique to Eastern Illinois, you know, that, that makes it attractive location wise, what's unique about the location that makes it attractive. So just understanding everything. Cause I think, uh, when you did that at Wright State, when you understood like what's unique about Wright State, then you got kids that better kids that kind of understood, you know, being at Wright State and they could kind of embrace that a little more. Same with Belmont Abbey. I mean, Belmont Abbey, we're not, we were not given, we were not giving out big time scholarships, but you know, what, what is unique about Belmont Abbey um, and, and, you know, in the recruiting process, really, uh, you know, embracing that and, and making sure people know that and, and they can embrace that on their visits and, and whatnot. So, um, because if you have people that kind of in the recruiting process, they understand too, uh, you a little bit more of what the university is. And, you know, we know, you know, that when you're going to Eastern Illinois, you're going to Belmont Abbey, right state, you're not going to play tennis at Georgia or USC or Virginia, you know? So it's, yeah, you got to understand where you're at and, but what can it be? you know, could be top in the conference. Can we make an NCAA tournament? Can we maybe win a round? I don't know. So um, I think uh, that was a long way to answer, but no, no, that's know, just, good. yeah. Now I, I also ask about that because I'm, I'm interested in the, the type of player that you recruited. And I don't necessarily mean that, do you feel like you've, you've now played a division three, you've coached a division two and division one. Do you feel that, you know, a top division three player or a, a you know, a, a good division two player, they could be a good player here at Eastern Illinois. You don't necessarily need to recruit quote unquote, a division one player to have a successful program. Absolutely. You know, I, you see, you know, with, with recruiting, you know, division three institutions, what they have um, where they can be successful. If you look at something like university of Chicago, you know, they always have a top five recruiting class in division three and they're getting, four or five-star guys, it's, you know, division three can be unique because if you're at an extremely high academic school, like a university of Chicago, a case Western Emory, Amherst Williams, you know, it's like for them, it's, you know, you get, you get in these players, these men and women that, you know, it's like, you can obviously just sell like, Hey, you come here, then you could be working on, you know, on the you know, wall street or something. So, you know, you can, not that you can't do that at Wright state or Belmont Abbey or Eastern Illinois, but just, you know, those schools are considered, you know, unbelievably prestigious. I mean, obviously you, you pay an arm and a leg to go to those schools, but <laughs> you know, um, but I think uh, that kid can absolutely uh, be a great player at, at, um, at Eastern Illinois or my previous stops. You know, I think for me, what I'm looking for is, you know, obviously you're looking for talent, but um, for me, I, I, what really, you know, is important is, is your toughness, your character and your attitude. So it's, you know, are, are you seeing, college tennis as your, like you made it, you know, like you've been working so hard in juniors and, and this is kind of your, like, uh, the epitome of, of where you can be, or are you seeing that, Hey, like, you know, I, I still have a lot more to give. I haven't fully developed yet. And, and, uh, all these schools kind of passed at me and, and I know I, I can be a phenomenal player and I'm not quite here that quite there yet. So that's, that's the kid I'm kind of looking at We're we're going to have to develop kids and, and, um, take people that aren't really uh they're not a finished product but but you really want to have kids here at eastern illinois that um they want to grow and they know that their best days are ahead of them and they haven't reached them yet so no that's that's a, that's an interesting take on that and 
the other thing I, I think, and I'm curious about your, your philosophy on, on this is that tennis is, is truly a team sport. I know, and it, for, for those that follow it on the collegiate side, it is somewhat of an individual sport in the fall where you play a lot of these, these invites, um, that flighted tournaments, you can win an individual tournament title. But when you get into the, the spring and what people see for college tennis, you could have the best player in the world, but if you don't have other comparable players on the team, you could lose a match six to one, like you talked about. Are you, are you more interested, I guess, in building that competitive balance from top to bottom to where, you know, you can steal those matches four to three that you were losing previously three to four? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you, you see it um, in other sports. It's, it's, it's quite different. Like you look at the NBA and, you know, you get few, you could be, you could be the Charlotte Hornets right now. They're, they're, they're terrible, but you know, if LeBron went to the Charlotte Hornets, all of a sudden they're going to be a better team and, you know, they're going to be, I don't know if they'd be a title contender, but they, you know, they'd be up there, but you know, in college tennis, you could have, you could have one, you know, the best player, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean, as you said, you know, that it's going to do anything that, that might just mean you, you, you lose the match six, one, or maybe a five, two, but I mean, it doesn't help. Yes. But you know, you need to have, you need to have that balance. So you need to have, um, I think it's a little bit better to have, you know, four or five, you know, three, four or five people that are, that are pretty even evenly balanced because the most important parts in the lineup, um, everyone always talks about you know, who's playing one, who's playing two and all stuff. Actually the most important line, like lineup spots are four five and six in the singles lineup. And, and, and I think three doubles, two, three doubles. So, because you go to most programs, most programs are going to have a, you know, a good one or a good two, but do they have the depth? Do they have good, good players at four five and six? Cause I mean, if you win four five and six, I mean, you're that's three points right there. And then either you need the doubles point or see if you can steal one of the top three spots. So, um, the depth is really important and, and, um, and that's, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think enough coaches focus on those, those four or five and six spots, uh, to be quite honest. Okay. And then for you, Paul, in, in addition to yourself moving to, to the community, we'll also welcome you and your family, your wife, Stacy, and then two youngsters. How, how excited, I guess, are they about this move? I think your, your wife, if I'm not mistaken, is also from the Midwest. So this has got to get both of you guys closer to family, especially with young children. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're really, really excited. You know, my, my wife's family is, is in Cleveland, Ohio, and, and um, my family's up in Michigan still. So um, a little bit closer, we'll be a little bit closer to Cleveland and a lot closer to Michigan. So um, we're really, really pumped up about that. And, you know, I think uh, really enjoyed being in North Carolina. And that's quite the adventure and the change. And, you know, it's definitely it's a different part of the country, very beautiful, great weather. But um, at the end of the day, the Midwest has kind of been always the goal for us to kind of get back to. And um, so we're really, really excited about that. And, and um, you know, just I know the Midwest weather, it's a tough time to, to move. Right. But but uh, uh, some people would say it's crazy. But, um, you know, all in all, we're, we're just so excited. Now, I think people like the snow. I think they like the look of the snow. I don't know that they like driving in it. I think it's always the cold and the wind. And that, that's always the hard part to get used to, I think. I totally agree. I absolutely agree. You know, I think after Christmas here, people, people get less and less into the snow, but you know, for Christmas, they always want a white Christmas, right? So. Yep. Very true. Well, congratulations once again, Paul, on the, the job. Paul Jorzinka is the new EIU men's tennis coach. He'll be joining the program here in the next week or so as him and his family move here to Charleston and, and join our community. So 
once again, congratulations on the job. Have a happy new year and thank you for joining us on the program today. Thank you, Rich. Really excited and uh, go Panthers. Wow, <laughs> wow,